Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. we got it now i see some see some bubbles at the bottom i think we're good Mm -hmm. i'll let him know when when, uh yeah let us know if you can hear us because we got no watchers yet so no never mind then (laughs) not yet george worked hard he dug deep to try to diagnose this problem here i think we're good though all right we got watchers. Can you hear us? So I guess the Android no. fixed it. <laughs> no, I did nothing no. this time, man. I, I let George yeah. deal with it on his own. He was over there sweating. It was weird. It, came, it was coming into the computer. It went into X. It wasn't going into X Splitter. I don't yeah. know why. It was weird. The, the the app we use or the program we use and just for whatever, just bugs yeah, in the system, I guess. Kind of like hunted and pecked and smashed a couple smashed the keyboard a bit and restarted an app and now it works program adjustment amazing <clears throat> all right let's try this i wonder if it's because i started wavepad before i started the x splitter like it pulled the audio to wavepad Maybe. before it yeah i mean yeah. you can i think you can only like have one application accessing an audio source at a time like I think it locks that resource or something. I don't know. I'm not an IT guy, so if any of you guys actually are, then tell me if I'm. Holiday says talking a bunch you of can't smack. troubleshoot the podcast, but you can troubleshoot your corroded joints. Oh. <laughs> no ginger, me a different no. kind of computer guy. No ginger. But, all right, you ready, Ken? I, I am ready. I think we're ready to go. Yes, so we're already behind the game. So five, four, three, two. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons podcast with your hosts, right? Warshall Brother George Mudry and Warshall Brother Ken. Tonight we're doing, I figured it was a perfect little segue off of our last episode. We're going to, we're trying to get back into Masonic and rather than political, but I figured this was a nice little mediocre. We've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about him more in depth this time mm-hmm. uh, about his life and everything. But uh, Andrew Jackson, yeah. Andrew Jackson, not my favorite Mason, Freemason ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in name only perhaps <laughs> but anyway uh you have any uh, new likes if not we I have do. one new apple review but go ahead on first. instagram we have shane ratley uh hunter angel vargas who's a member of our lodge hello hunter good to, good to hear from you uh steven whitaker and daniel valdez thank you guys. beautiful uh we toast our apple our apple reviews separately so charger candles will charge mm. the likes um, and the only one that I have is, let's see here, YouTube. We had a new like on YouTube oh. or a new follower on YouTube. 
Uh, and that was uh, Eric James. Right on. And uh, I think John Ellswick, if I said that correct. I think I might have covered him last time, but whatever. I like doing it twice. So, yeah. uh, Brother Ken, lead the first one. All right. Brethren, or brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Yeah. Um, I'm not an alcoholic tonight. No, no reason, no reason in particular. Um, but uh, I'm doing uh, energy drinks and uh, mm-hmm. doing energy drink shots. I don't feel like is going to fare too well for my bedtime tonight. No sugar and caffeine. No, it is a little late in the day for that, George. Yeah, that's all right though. My mother drinks coffee like until six or seven o'clock at night, and she <laughs> sleeps like a baby. I don't understand. Yeah, Shout out to Mrs. No. Tarwood, <laughs> Mama Tarwood out there. You crazy? New review on uh, Apple five star review. Thank you. This goes, this is Gaspar.j. Hmm. Uh, so I'm assuming it's Jose Gaspar. Yeah. Um, because it does. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, he says a non-Mason follower, five-star review. Some very, in, uh, very amazing info. I'm a, a non-Mason enjoying the time these Masons give us to stay informed and learn about them a bit i joined around podcast 158 i'm not sure which one that was Mm. uh but decided to start from the beginning so now i have great job masons keep up the great and informative topics jose oh thank you my friend i think you you. uh, i think you liked us on one of the social platforms and that's why the name rings a bell (sighs) heard one of us say it all right well but thank you let's charge them up ready brother i am ready right hand to arms to arms ready ready Aim, aim, fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Beautiful. Yeah. That's all I got for housekeeping. So uh, let's get into. Do you have anything? No. Nothing to come before the podcast no. this time? I am. Nope. Any other brother about the YouTube channel to come before the podcast this time? Hearing none, I'll proceed yeah, to move on to the yeah, next. Yeah. So, I'll proceed with the degree. I'm going to ask uh, my podcast minion daughter to come up here. And the first thing I'm going to do is I actually have the pins in my hand that we're going to be giving to those who like and subscribe to the podcast. Oh, these uh, are the new ones. These are the pins I'm going to be giving to people. Um, yeah. they, I, what I would like is if you could comment on one of our, our whatever you, whatever um, episode you join in on, just comment with your name and your lodge. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, if you're, you know, and I'll explain by the pins anyway. And whatever so start, your comment or opinion happens to be yeah. in the episode would be cool too. Well, so for instance, the first pin right here, this is actually a challenge coin, and this is a Royal Arch challenge coin. So, uh, yeah. Hannah, would you mind flipping that? Flip it over and show the back, and it's the Ark of the Covenant inside of the arch. That's nice. one challenge coin we're going to be giving away to somebody who is a Royal Arch Mason. So, if you like or subscribe this podcast uh doesn't matter as many as they want just uh tell me you know what royal arch chapter you belong to and uh i will choose of those who are royal arch masons to who to send it to cool i mean did, did you buy all of these at once or did you like reach into the old prize closet so these were handful? <laughs> these were actually donated to the podcast from upon the point oh very so cool that's where we're gonna go you can put that one down we're gonna move on to the next one and the next one is a pin, lapel pin, and this actually says Texas Mason. 
And it is That's the cool. Lone Star. So I know it's kind of hard to see. I don't know if anybody can see, but it says Texas Mason. And it's got the, uh, looks like Passmaster symbol in the middle there. You don't necessarily have to be a Passmaster, but if you uh, comment, like, and subscribe to the podcast, uh, I'll send that to a tech. Texas Mason. So if you're from a Texas Lodge, oh. there you go. That's cool. It looks like the uh, the shield that Texas Rangers used to wear. Yeah. A little bit. I like that. Uh, cool. Put that down. And the next one, this is an actual Ohio Mason. And it's uh, That's neat. It almost looks like the top of a Lewis jewel. Yep. A little bit. Well, no. Uh, that's a uh, Texas. Fail. No, excuse me. That's an Ohio Mason. And I'll be doing that as well. Uh, for anybody who's from Ohio, let me know, and I will send it to you. I know of a few brothers that follow the podcast that are from each of those states. So uh, here would be a fight it out. This would be another Texas one, uh, and this one is just a star with a past master symbol in the middle. Uh, There's another one, so there will be two Texas Masons getting some some bling, bling if they like and subscribe to the podcast. And then the last one is for a Mason. I, I, oh, I threw no. it. I freaking threw it. Uh, it's for a Mason who is musically inclined. And if you look, it's actually got the, well, I don't know, how, what, what is that little squiggly ass? Sip? What? Treble clef. Treble clef. All right. Look at look at her. Well, she she pays got attention a treble in school, thank in God. In the middle, it's got note bars in the bottom, and I don't know what's going down the sides. But that's a musical. Uh, <laughs> some other music stuff. Uh, it's some other music understand. shit that I don't know what it is. <laughs> But that's for a Mason who is musically inclined. If you're into music, I mean, mm. literally like you are a composer or organist of your lodge yeah. or, you know, you're just, uh, oh, God bless you, George. You struggle so much. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. I can, I, I can see him sweating over there. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Maybe uh, comment with what your <laughs> instrument of choice is. There you go. That's, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, so know what you play. Yeah, if you like and subscribe to the podcast, that's what we'll do. Uh, don't also forget about discord. We actually got a new one who just came in, and his name was... Uh, was it JX or J- J-E-Z? Or... Yeah, hold on a second. I'll tell you right now who the new guy is. Jai Everlin. So oh, Jai Everlin. Cool. Jai Everlin is new, and Daniel Valdez is also a new Discord. So we have two new fresh meat in there for the gangrene to rip yeah. apart, uh, as they ceremoniously do. Don't take offense to it. It's just who they are and what their job is. Jai's kind of like holding his own so far. It's not too brutal in there. Uh, nice to him. I Greg think. Schultz says, uh, Warshall, Warshall brother Greg Schultz says, uh, music is one of the liberal arts, just saying. Yeah, okay. It is. Throw your name in the hat. Maybe you'll get called. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But Discord is 2022. He gets so much swag from us already. Uh, Holiday played the French horn. <laughs> you know, I actually played the French horn. What? to say yeah that was my band instrument i was in band in middle school and... your parents forced it on you though didn't they not really i, I mean, want to play the saxophone no i you're think playing it, the flute <laughs> i think like, it was my idea i, I don't even really remember compromising a french horn no i'm pretty sure that was the only thing i tried out for and could play um i think it was one of those things like you had to try out on the instrument and like that was the easiest thing to play so but I really wanted to be in band. I have no idea why. My parents didn't force it on me. I actually, uh, I played the saxophone, and then I learned uh, on my own how to play the bugle. Okay. Everybody wanted to play the saxophone because like, you'd be in jazz band. And, yeah, I know, you know, right? Yeah, all the cool kids playing the saxophone. 
Uh, Ken can confirm the French horn is the hardest brass instrument to learn and master. Yeah, I mean, I remember like the mouth thing you had to do. You had to kind not of, reading like, that wish with a Greg Schultz pop your lips that. and make this kind of like squeaky noise, kind of, in order to get the sound right. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, it was a it was a pain in the butt instrument to play and lug around. Like there was this big awkward case <laughs> because it's such a weirdly shaped instrument. So it's like you get on the bus with the stupid thing, and everybody's like, "Ah, sticking their you know leg out and tripping." You. I Maybe that only happened to me. I don't know. True story. When I was little, for what I wanted to learn was how to play the harp. My dad's like, "There's no freaking harp in high school band, dude. <laughs> or middle school no, band." Like, I mean, that's like an or- orchestra. Who the hell thing. picks the harp, though? Right? That's what I went with. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe you saw some kind of movie or something. Maybe I'm a Greek god. Maybe, yeah. No, ego. Anyway, moving on. Let's get into uh, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, let's do that. All right, this is is straight from the Masonic.com Wiki Freemasonry, famous Freemasons, Freemason presidents, Andrew Jackson. So uh, just going to give a brief synopsis of his Masonic story i guess you can say and then we'll get into his life because uh yeah and the other things really not much which is actually interesting there's a little bit to andrew jackson which i find absolutely uh suspect this how this actually happened well, given who the man the, was. the history is uh right sorted yeah <laughs> no it's not sorted it's you, you don't understand in a minute okay uh andrew jackson joins freemasonry the exact date andrew jackson entered the order is not known uh it is sus uh, it is suspected that be the year 18 this is weird. It's just, it's suspected that be the year 1800. It's a weird way of writing it, right? It's suspected that be the year 1800. Jackson was already a Freemason. Yeah, that was a typo or something. Right. Yeah. All right, good. I thought it wasn't. We were just reverting back to yeah, old English or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, again, there is some doubt as to which lodge, uh, Masonic Lodge Jackson was initiated to. It is suspected he may have received his Masonic degrees and initiations in the Masonic Lodge called Philanthropic Lodge Number 12 in Tennessee. What is for certain is that by 1800, he was a member of Masonic Lodge Harmony Number 1, also in Tennessee. Hmm. The Masonic Lodge was previously called St. Tammany Number 29. It was based in North Carolina. Uh, Harmony Number 1 hmm. Masonic Lodge ended up losing its warrant, shutting down, and the records of Jackson's Masonic career are less detailed. We do know that Jackson kept paying his Masonic dues to Grand Lodge, thereby keeping him a good member in standing. Um, Hmm. (laughs) What year did it say he was suspected to have become a Mason? 18. Well, it doesn't really have a definitive date, but it says he, he, he was at least a member by 1800. Okay. Because uh, in 1800, he was a member of Harmony Number 1. So prior to his presidency. Prior to his presidency. Got it. And I, that's why I kind of want to go. I'm doing this first because I want to go back to see yeah, where what it is terrible whole, shit yeah, he, he did doing. after he was made a Mason. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what we got to investigate. Uh, Andrew Jackson, the Grand Master Freemason. Mm-hmm. So actually, Andrew Jackson was a most worshipful yep. Grand Master. Uh, 20 or so years later in 1822... Andrew mm-hmm. Jackson would become a Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of Tennessee, making him the leader and highest-ranked Freemason in the whole state. 
As a grandmaster, Jackson would have final say of all Masonic activity in Tennessee. God help them. Jackson would again hold this high office uh, in 1823 and 1824. Interesting. So he served three years as grandmaster. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, some, juris- some jurisdictions do that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, things Andrew Jackson did as a Freemason. Oh, Christ. I'm scared. <laughs> Andrew Jackson introduced the famed General Lafayette to the Grand Lodge of Tennessee. It was suspected that Lafayette may have joined Freemasonry. It is not known. I thought he was. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pretty the sources that I've seen say that Lafayette was a, was a right. Mason. Uh, he contributed $35 to help erect a Masonic temple in Nashville, Tennessee. $35 could buy you things back then. Yeah, it was a big, <laughs> big chunk of money back then. Um, he assisted in Masonic, uh, Masonic style laying of cornerstones. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's pretty much what he did in masonry. Again, a lot of the records are lost because the lodge that he was based of in uh, Harmony One, the lodge ended up closing up shop. So it and doesn't lost the records. They lost somehow, the records somehow. Unfortunately, that's how it happens. But yeah, so, I mean, it's supposed to go up to Grand Lodge. Nowadays, it does. Maybe it didn't work that way back then. Right. So let's get into his life now, and this is where it gets a little wild. But mm-hmm. he was born in poverty. A uh, born into poverty. Andrew Jackson, what the hell? It freaking pop-ups. I apologize. Um, Master seven years or thereabouts before he became president. Right. Just to give you some historical context. Awesome. Um, he was born into poverty for, uh, in 1767, um, and he died in 1845, but has become had become a wealthy Tennessee lawyer, a rising young politician by 1812. And when war broke out between the, uh, when war broke out between the United States and Britain, his leadership in that conflict earned Jackson's national fame as a military hero. And he would become America's most influential and polarizing political figure during the 1820s to 1830s. So uh, again, I don't want to get political, but people who think Donald Trump is the worst. Oh, what do you hear this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, he was pretty he bad. Was freaking terrible. <laughs> uh, after narrowly losing to John Quincy Adams in a contentious 1824 presidential election, uh, Jackson returned four years later to win redemption, soundly defeating Adams and becoming the nation's seventh president. Now, I want to be clear about something. Uh, John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson hated one another. Oh, yeah. They had the most bitter political um political campaign like yep. well worse than what modern day is and yeah. for back then yeah. we think everyone was all gentlemen like oh yeah mudslinging <laughs> was definitely a thing and it was brutal back then particularly yes. because everybody was supposed to be a gentleman especially in politics right. like yeah so uh as america's political party system developed jackson became the leader of the new democratic party the supporter of states' rights and slavery extension into the new Western territories. He opposed the Whig Party and Congress on polarizing issues such as the Bank of the United States, um, which is kind of ironic that his, his face got on the $20 bill. Yeah, but he opposed he, he, national <laughs> centralized banking, yes. which, you know, which um, to this day we don't have that. Well, I mean, you do have the Department of the U.S. Treasury. I mean, wouldn't that be... 
yeah but i mean they they handle like the disbursement of and collection of taxes from the citizenry and stuff like that we don't have a national bank there are some countries that have like a national banking system i mean we have the fed that controls the interest rate and stuff like that but banks are all private entities here in the u.s oh true um so he put a hammer to that in his presidency as a matter of fact i didn't know this but i listened to again i do a little bit of homework before i do this and i didn't know this that two i think it was two or four presidents before him together had less than 10 vetoes on bills by jackson's first term he had already vetoed 12 so people were like holy christ this guy is freaking he's just going everything to the ground he had quite a temper that man yes he did uh we're going to get into that momentarily um he was born March 15th, 1767, in uh, the border of North and South Carolina. They don't really know exactly where he was born, but uh, both states claim him as a native son. Of course. So uh, the son of Irish immigrants, Jackson received a uh, little schooling. He, didn't, he wasn't that smart. The British invaded the Carolinas in 1780 and 81, and Jackson's mother and two brothers died during the conflict, mm-hmm. leaving him a lifelong hostility toward Great Britain. I think later in the story, this will tie into his hatred for Native Americans. Um, so one of the things that isn't, well, maybe known, but not really well known, is he was taken prisoner uh, by the British because he was a courier for um, the revolutionary or the patriots' uh, mm-hmm. messages. Yep. They got caught, and a British soldier asked him to shine his boots and he told him no. He actually pulled his saber out and swung at Jackson and put his hand up, and it 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 left him scar across his face and hands. Wow! So his, I mean, uh, I mind you that he was, uh, I would say, twelve, thirteen at this point. So take so some, that'll that's formative. It takes right. some. <laughs> You're not going to like the British after that, right? So. Um, he ended up getting into law and he took the bar in 18, uh, 1787. Uh, he then moved out to the Appalachians, uh, west of the Appalachians to a region that would become the state of Tennessee. Um, he started his own practice and met, uh, Rachel Donaldson Robards, mm-hmm. the daughter of the local Colonel Jackson grew prosperous enough to build a mansion, which is called the Hermitage Hermitage. Yeah. Hermitage. Hermitage. Uh, near Jacksonville, uh, he was a slave owner, um, probably his first. And I want to go back to this. This is part of the reason why, I, you know, I, I always go back to, you know, I wish that masonry held to its old tenants when Franklin wrote him and everything. I want to be clear. This is one that I'm not glad that masonry condones anymore. And I'm glad that a lot of Grand Lodges are moving toward uh most of them are accepting of Prince Hall Masons and this whole atmosphere is different than what it was back then. Yeah. Uh, So I want to be clear about that, but he did hold slaves, which to me strike one against him. There were plenty of Masons that also were part of the anti-slavery. Absolutely. It was like one of those things where it's like you could, you could be a Catholic and Mm -hmm. back then own slaves or be completely against it. Right. It's just, yeah, but it's, Kind of a uh, he was elected to he was when the uh, Tennessee got its state constitution, he became the first man to be elected to the U.S. House of Representatives from Tennessee, though he declined to seek reelection and returned home in March 1797. He was almost immediately elected to the U.S. Senate. <laughs> he resigned a year later 
Um, and one of the things he, he had said was, and he was quoted saying is that, uh, basically peacetime is no good for me. I need to be in the storm. Mm -hmm. So he was already, uh, on his way to being kind of a nasty son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, he was later chosen to head the state militia. Now, mind you, you have to understand that back in these days, there was no standing army. It was state militias. Um, and he became the lead of the state militia of Tennessee. And, uh, he held that position when the war broke out against uh, Great Britain in 1812. So uh, he uh, he served as a major general in the War of 1812, commanded the U.S. forces uh, in a five-month campaign against the Creek Indians allied with the British. So here's where you're starting to get to see why he developed a hatred for the for the Indians. Um, is it right that what he did later in the Trail of Tears? Probably not, and we'll get into the trailer tears later. Yeah, and the weird then. thing is, he had an adopted son who was Native American, right? Which, yep. So the whole like hatred for Native American thing really—I I don't know how that's because I, I don't think he hated in quote Native American people. No. I think that hatred did. Now, mind you, at this point, War of 1812 broke out. He's already married mm-hmm. because uh, one of the things he well, let's get back into his wife. Uh, she was already married at one point. Okay. Uh, she was married to, uh, another guy whose name escapes me, but it was, his last name was, uh, let's see here. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Uh, uh, Robards. Okay. Was the guy's last name. Well, this guy Robards found out that, uh, that Jackson was messing around with his old lady. Um, and then he asked, he filed for divorce. And then after the, you know, this guy, Robars and uh, Rachel became uh, divorced, Jackson and her got immediately married. This guy, Robars, wouldn't, he kept, for lack of a better word, talking shit, basically. Yeah. Called her all kinds of names, slander, a scarlet woman, the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, they dueled and uh, Jackson shot him. <laughs> Wow, and one. So that was one of the the major duels. I mean, we see these kinds of like love triangle things play out, and like you know, like yeah, pop culture, and you know, among our not necessarily our friends, but once in a while, these kinds of things happen. It just kind of blows my mind that people were like, "Oh, okay, we're going to settle this by shooting at each other." Uh, Joseph Schultz says uh, Andrew Jackson seems really successful. <laughs> What's that? And that he was successful. <laughs> this guy out like that's uh, right. Uh, well, that wasn't the only one because uh, I think it was Charles Dickinson later uh, was basically again mouthing off about his wife or something along those lines, and he shot him dead too. <laughs> um, so he's a good shot. He's probably not somebody. He had been. I th- I, I'll have to look for the numbers, but I think he had been in thirty-six duels. Really? Yeah, I think it was 36. Oh, uh, I'll double check on that later. Uh, uh, Joseph Schultz says, Andrew Jackson seemed really grumpy. Was he a past master? Uh, worse. He was a most worshipful grandmaster. Oh, I wouldn't say worse. <laughs> I'm just being funny for all the grandmasters yeah, out there who listen to this. I'm some just of his reputation funny. happened prior to that, too. Like He was right. just an angry man all around. Right. So uh, the Creek Indians took up arms against the Americans, allied themselves with the British. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he bitterly hated the british so now you have indians taking up the british side guess what you're now hated uh by association i guess you could say 
after the campaign, uh, the campaign ended in a decisive American victory in the Battle of Tohopeka, uh, or the Horseshoe Bend, in Alabama in mid-1814, Jackson led American forces to victory over the British in the Battle of New Orleans, which is where he earned his nickname, Old, uh, Old Hickory. Old Hickory, I'm sorry. Old yeah. Hickory. Old Ironsides. That's the, uh, yeah. it's the monitor. Not, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a Civil War boat. But no, Old Hickory, because Old Hickory. they basically said he was as tough as Hickory. And he's a hard-headed son of a Yes. Uh, he won that by decisively beating the British. They lost over 2,000. He only lost 71. Here's the trick, though, to the Battle of New Orleans. The Treaty of Ghent, which was the treaty between the United States and uh, Britain, mm-hmm. it was already signed. But being that they didn't have... Oh, yeah, internet they, and internet. fiber optic <laughs> cables and stuff and radio and yeah um news moves slow oh, here we go it's greg schultz andrew jackson wasn't big into backing down the president participated in more than 100 duels in his oh, lifetime wow i knew Solid. it was up there uh and he yeah. survived them all survived them all <laughs> actually the one against dickinson they stood toe-to-toe he got shot Right, but so Dickinson fired first, bang, and he seemed unharmed, like yeah. like Dickinson completely missed. Is that all you got? He took aim, <laughs> fired, and killed him. Right, only to f- discover later that he actually was hit by Dickinson. The bullet hit him in the chest, and it remained in his chest for the remainder of his life. Wow, pretty wild. Um, so then uh, that was over with. He was elevated to a war- national war hero because of what happened in the Battle of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in 1817, acting commander of the Army Southern District, Jackson ordered an invasion of Florida. <laughs> so he went after the Spanish who owned Florida. Why not? Yeah. He was a fighter. So yep. uh, after his forces captured Spanish posts at St. Mark's and Pensacola, he claimed the surrounding land for the United States. The Spanish government vehemently protested. And Jackson's actions sparked a heated debate in Washington. Though many urged for Jackson's censure, Secretary of State John Quincy Adams defended the general's actions. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Defended his actions and in the end helped speed the American acquisition of Florida in 1821. So, uh, Florida residents, you can thank Andrew Jackson for that one. Yeah, if you really want to thank him for something. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. Jackson's popularity led uh, to suggestions that he runs for president. At first, he professed no interest in the office, but by 1824, his boosters had rallied enough support to get him a nomination as well as a seat in the U.S. Senate. In a five-way race, Jackson won the popular vote, but the first time in history, no candidate received a majority of electoral votes. Mm -hmm. The House of Representatives was charged with deciding between the three leading candidates. Jackson, Adams, and Secretary of the Treasury, William H. Crawford. Critically ill after a stroke, Crawford was essentially out, and the Speaker of the House, Henry Clay, oh, by the way, uh, Clay hated Jackson, too. Oh, yeah. did, did Jackson shoot him? I, <laughs> I think so, actually. They did Jesus. get into it. Uh, Through his support behind Adams, who later made Clay his Secretary of State, Jackson supporters raged. Like, oh, listen to this. It's so crazy yeah, how history weird, right? repeats itself. Well, you know, so I'm just saying, wait. Have their backers. Jackson's su- supporters raged against what they called a, the corrupt bargain between Clay and Adams, and Jackson himself resigned from the Senate. 
Wow. Hmm. So you mean to tell me, Ken, that this isn't the first time that no. a pre- uh, that somebody claimed a rigged election? All of this has happened wow. before, and all of this shall happen again. <laughs> words of number six from Battlestar Galactica. So let's go back to last episode where I said, we're going to be fine. Yeah. It's, let it go. Yep. I feel like I need Elsa up here. Just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Anyway, uh, Jackson into the White House. Uh, he won redemption four years later. Um, that was characterized to an unusual degree by negative personal attacks. Jackson and his wife were accused of adultery. I knew that was going to come back. Mm-hmm. Again, it's come back to haunt him. Uh, uh, on the basis that Rachel had not been legally divorced from her first husband right. when she married Jackson shortly after his victory in 18. That was how the first guy died uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. in 1826. The shy and pious Rachel Jackson died in Hermitage. Uh, Jackson apparently believed that the negative attacks had hastened her death. Ooh, here we go. So now he hates all of those people too. <laughs> um, Jackson did not have any children, but were but were close to their nieces and nephews. One niece, Emily Donaldson, would serve as Jackson's hostess in the White House. So this is the first case of where you have a president without a first lady anymore. Mm-hmm. And she became the hostess. Interesting. Um, Jackson was the f- nation's first frontier president. Uh, he was the one who basically said, go west, Yep. in a sense. And he drove... Expansionist. He drove out... Uh, the Indians out of their land. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, let's see here. We'll fast forward because it gets us get into. Uh, uh, he went after the Bank of the United States, mm-hmm. um, and the basically the charter was due to expire in 1832. The charter because it was chartered by the United States. Andrew Jackson and his supporters opposed the bank, seeing it as a privileged institution and the enemy of the common people. While Clay and Webster led the argue in Congress for its recharter. Uh, Jackson vetoed it. <laughs> yep. So Congress passed it. He vetoed it. Um, he charged that uh, the bank constituted the prostration of our government to the advancement of a few at the expense of the many. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, despite the controversial veto, Jackson won re-election easily over Clay with more than 56% of the popular vote and five times more electoral votes. Uh, let's see here. That was 1832? That was 1832. Mm-hmm. Okay, re-election. So he went up against the anti-Masonic party in that yeah, election. That's well. where he went up against the... Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Oh, he was seriously injured uh, several times. Uh, Greg Schultz. Um, he was injured several times in these duels. One famous one against fellow horse breeder Charles Dickinson. Yep. Um, Jackson was shot in the chest. Yep, that's the one that he remained with a bullet. And he in just chest. took it. <laughs> just took it and shot the guy dead anyway. <laughs> Man, um, let's see. Later. If only he wasn't like a bad person, he'd be so badass. Yeah, you know. Yeah, be worthy. Definitely had some grit under his nails. Uh, yeah. There was actually a story that I read a while ago that when uh, the English ambassador came to the United States. Uh, while he was president, he was actually sitting at his desk clipping his toenails. Oh, yeah. As like a brush off like the, the guy. Like, off yeah, to... you're not that important. Goodbye. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> his toenails. That's awesome. Um, 
So we'll fast forward a little bit here. Uh, he survived an assassination attempt on January 30th in 1835. Of course he did. Beating his would-be assassin, Richard Lawrence, with his walking cane. <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> he ended up dying of congenitive, uh, congestive heart failure on June 8th, 1845. Who, the attacker or Jackson? Uh, Jackson. Yeah. Eventually so did. Jackson basically did himself and nobody yeah. else could do it. So uh, here, here's we'll get into the 13 most messed up uh, things that Jackson has done. Right. He signed the order for the Trail of Tears. For those yeah. who don't know what the Trail of Tears was, it's basically uh, he was a longtime proponent of the removal uh, of Native Americans from American South and signed the Indian Removal Act in 1830. Yeah. Mind you, forced exile in a really brutal, you know, disgusting, roughly. Yeah. 15 to 17 years yep. after the the similar Indians as you get the Native Americans uh, sided with the British during the War of 1812. So maybe that's right. where he was like, you know what? You sided with them, get stepping. Yeah. Could be the case. I don't know. Um, again, we've already talked about he was a slaveholder. We'll get into that later, though. He but, was a big time expansionist, too. So yes. I don't even know that. You know, he wanted the land more than he cared about the people on it so correct uh the indian removal act did not allow jackson's government arm oh but and by the way by no way am i advocating that what he did was wrong. oh no we're just, I'm just trying to facts here um uh yeah i'm just spitting facts here and just kind of surmising as to why he would do something so freaking heinous it was pretty heinous whatever you want to say mm-hmm. um one historian wrote some Choctaw people were even bound and changed and marched double file. So they were yeah. actually, uh, and next thing he did, uh, he led brutal military campaigns against native Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, after yeah, a, my wife is part Choctaw. So she hates Andrew Jackson. Really? With like a passion. Yeah. Really? And she's like one sixty fourth or something. Oh, she has a little card. Really? That says she's one sixty fourth Choctaw. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. After a brutal military campaign, do, do wait, do you get breaks on your taxes then? No, we get nothing. She didn't get free college <laughs> or anything like that, but she gets that little card. Did you get the like, black you know, card at the Mohegan Sun Resort then no, at least? Nothing? No, no, Jesus. Not even close to that tribe now. God. No, um, after a brutal military campaign during the Creek War, Jackson oversaw the Creek tribe's terms of surrender. The terms were brutal. The Creek people had suffered about 23 million acres of their, or had to surrender 23 million acres of their land, which was large enough to encompass more than half of present day Alabama and part of Southern Georgia to the federal government. So basically he wanted two states worth of land. Yes. He didn't care how he was going to get it. Um, he, he was also a brutal military general. He was one of the generals, uh, I mean, George Sherman was another one, but uh, he believes in this scorch earth policy. And yeah. right here during the Seminole War, Jackson ordered his men to destroy crops, take women and children hostage and deploy savage dogs. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Um, after the war, he proudly wrote to his wife. I think I may say that the Indian War at is at an end for the present. The enemy is scattered over the whole face of the earth, and at least one half must starve and die without with disease. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Seminole uh, War was uh, Florida or thereabouts. Yeah, or, around northern Florida, probably. Yeah. Man, not a nice man. Um, Heath Moss. 
Hey, doing Eve. Trail of Tears mo uh, motorcycle riding comes through the North Alabama every September. People come from all over to make the trip to commemorate the Trail of Tears. Yeah, that's brutal cool. shit, man. Yeah, uh, Greg Schultz. It's darn. It's a darn poor mind that uh, can only think of one way to spell a word. Andrew Jackson, George. He should be your hero. <laughs> all right. Mm. He earned his fortune enslaving others. Yes, we've already said it. He, yeah. he owned uh, 161 slaves. Uh, he actually would, uh, you know, let's see here, in all reality, slavery was a source of Andrew Jackson's wealth. Mm -hmm. uh, he engaged in domestic slave trade in case for Virginia through Tennessee uh, to New Orleans in the 1890s and beyond. Um, when one of his slaves escaped, he offered $50, uh, $50 reward and an extra 10 in. $10 extra for every 100 lashes a person would give to the amount of 300. Jesus, man. Not, not a nice man. No, no, no. So anyway, we were going to talk about this real quick. Now I'm just depressed. I know, right? It's freaking <laughs> Christ. Uh, so let's see here. So he did the intro, he did the uh, removal act when 1830s. He was already a Mason. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was a Mason before he was president. Creek so. War was when there's no date on here, but I think the Creek War and the similar war was before the War of 1812. Yeah, I think that might have been before he was president. I think he was like, right. involved in the military at that point. But still, like, how do you? Yep. How do you reconcile those kinds of things in your head as a Mason? Right. On top of that, uh, you engage in domestic slave trade. Um in the during the 1790s so yep. uh, was, was he a mason then no that was before he was a mason but well 1800 is speculative well, yeah so. that's yeah but even now, so I, I mean as screwed up as this is let's just be clear though that in the old way of ritual when we would uh when a entered apprentice would come to the door he'd be a man of lawful age free born right was part of the ritual yeah so that was the olden ritual as in so, not beholden to anyone else not a exactly, slave or anything not a slave. Yeah. so if you really think about it i mean as screwed up as it is slavery did really make a difference in old uh, freemasonry well from a moral from a moral perspective several right. arguments that correct is, you know not you know absolutely from a moral from a moral you uh from a moral standpoint yeah it's Right. And I think many Masons uh, recognize that as time went on because, you yep. know, again, we talked about Masonic lodges were part of the Underground Railroad. Yep. Um, but I don't think all adhered to the same. No, and there was there was no uh, edict saying, hey, if you're no. a Mason, you can't own slaves. There's nothing official right. like that. But, yeah, there were people who wrestled with it from a moral perspective, obviously. Mm. Uh, and I was Apparently wrong. Apparently not him. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, another thing, he killed a man during a duel. Uh, he killed multiple people oh, yeah. during a duel. <laughs> blood on this man's hands. Uh, Andrew Jackson killed a man during a duel in 1806. He is a mace at this yep. point. Yeah. Charles Dickinson called Jackson a coward and an equivocator over a horse racing related argument. So he was a gambler as well. <laughs> Something that masons are told to stay the hell away from. Generally. Um, over a horse racing related argument, Jackson then challenged Dickinson to a duel. Duel. Dickinson shot first and hit Jackson in the chest, shattering his ribs. But Jackson wasn't done. Old Hickory took to uh, took his name, 
Oh, excuse me. Old Hickory took his time mm-hmm. uh, so much that others questioned his honor after the fact, steadied himself and fired a fatal shot. Wow. So this dude had got shot in the chest, shattered his ribs yeah. and like, still came about. He's like, I'm not this giving dude. this up. <laughs> Jackson would eventually fight in more than 100 duels in his life. Thank you. Worship with Greg Schultz, wow. uh, including the time he eru- he ruptured an artery after he tried to hit a man with a horse whip. Oh, shit. That doesn't sound like a duel. That just uh, sounds like him getting pissed off and trying this to whip man, somebody. That's crazy. This man would become a good friend to Jackson later in one of his top allies in the Senate. Oh, of course. Holy shit. Well, I mean, if somebody's beating the shit out of me with a horse whip, I'm probably not going to... generally not going to become... I'm probably not going to become continue to be his enemy. Uh, he caused an economic depression. This is true. Uh, he he did uh, when he went after the bank um, in let's see here, eighteen thirty two. He went after the mm-hmm. bank. Um, it, he shut down the Bank of the United States, opting instead to deposit government funds in s- select state or pet banks, which loaned money to just about anyone. So what he was trying to do, okay, so. Whether you're on board with this or not, what he was trying to do is break up the national bank so that only a select few people were able to get, you know, the, the, basically the federal government would decide who gets loans and who wouldn't. Right. Whereas if you crush that national bank and now put it into state banks and or, you know, private banks, yeah. anybody can get a loan. Yep. And so he, he believed that there was corruption right. at the top of the U.S. National Bank, too, and that was one of his issues. Correct. Uh, this also, though, the problem is it led to inflation. Uh, Jackson had another on-brand idea. Stop letting people buy land with paper money, which he also hated. Ironic that he is <sighs> on a piece of paper right now. Yeah. Uh, in my wallet because I'm poor. But <laughs> <laughs> some people have them. The species circular issued by Jackson on July 11th, 1836, decreed land could only be bought with gold or silver. But this law made land speculation slow down, which led to increased revenue for the states, which led to the Panic of 1837, Mm -hmm. Um, which ultimately his the Martin Van Van Buren, I believe it was, paid the price for it. Uh, because he was his, uh, was his VP, right? VP. Yeah. So, you know, obviously he had the he had the ear of the people. Oh, oh well, we're going to vote for Martin Van Buren because he was his VP, who came right after him. So, you know, kind of like the you know the president, we like what that president did. So, we're going to vote for the vice president if he runs. Kind of like that right. train happened. Yeah, but, if the president isn't up for reelection or and be reelected, yeah, Van Buren paid a heavy price for it. Yep. Uh, he ruled New Orleans like a dictator. Uh, this is in the 18, War of 1812. He did enact martial law. Uh, he was known for beating his uh, subordinates. Well, understand it was a militia. He actually drove everybody out of the yeah. city to help in the fight against the British. Yeah. He actually pulled people out, men, even, women, whatever. Even then in the military, like, you know, beating people to maintain discipline is not necessarily like... I mean... If, kind of frowned upon. Um... Let's see here, Borchville, Brother Joseph Schultz. Uh, how could he not be expelled from masonry? Is there any information on someone trying? If he did three years as grandmaster, my I am doubtful that anybody even tried. Yeah. And on top of that, this dude has got a crack shot and is known for 
killing people. Yeah, you really don't want to piss probably them off. don't want to piss them off. Yeah. So I would probably say no. Yeah. And I know in our jurisdiction, if you're a past grandmaster, you're pretty much above reproach. Mm-hmm. You know, so unless you're doing something, we know that for a fact, don't we? Egregious. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we may have examined this in the past. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he opened martial law and, uh, when district court judge demanded that the Senator be, Oh, hold on one second. I'll read this. When a Louisiana state Senator wrote of his apprehension at the idea of an open-ended martial law, Jackson had the Senator arrested. Uh, when the U S district court demanded that the Senator be in charge, be released, Jackson not only refused, he ordered the judge jailed before banishing him out of the city. Oh, he's lucky. They didn't, oh, he's lucky they didn't shoot him. Like, um, Oh, here we go. I'm telling you, man, history repeats himself. It's crazy. He fired hundreds of government employees in favor of his friends. Well, that's typical of any politician, really. I mean, that's uh, maybe it's not so overt, but right. it tends to happen. Like, you know, there's there's some nepotism. Um, again, we talk, we've talked about this. We could beat this to death, but here's another one. He tried to outlaw abolitionist literature and said abolitionists deserve to die. Wow. Brutal. Uh, not something a Mason should say. No. He threatened to behead his vice president. Holy shit. No. Oh, and it was uh, his vice president, John Calhoun. Excuse me. Okay. No, so I stand corrected. It wasn't Van Buren. It was John Calhoun who had to deal with the uh, banking crisis ah, in okay. his year. Andrew Jackson had many issues with his first vice president, John Calhoun. Uh, and on one occasion, he even threatened to behead him. Jackson and Calhoun gets agreed on the nullification crisis, a precursor to the Southern secession, leading Jackson's rem- to remark John Calhoun, if you secede from my nation, I will secede your head from the rest of your body. <laughs> it's a pretty funny. Oh, quote, it's yeah, pretty like cruel. It. That shit is funny as hell, though. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, he completely ignored Supreme Court rulings. He just basically they would tell him, OK, you can't do this. And he did it anyway. Yeah. In uh, Worcester versus Virginia, the Supreme Court, uh, Justice John Marshall stated Georgia's laws that uh, that purported to seize Cherokee lands on which gold had been found violated federal treaties. So yeah, yeah. basically, um, Georgia couldn't take the land because it violated a federal treaty. Mm-hmm. Jackson, who sought to steal the Native American land and gold, reported uh, reportedly responded saying, John Marshall has made his decision. Now let him enforce it. Oh. And he did it anyway. No, 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 no. In other words, what he's saying that the justice said that this is unconstitutional. Yeah, right. You can't take the land. And so he like, said, okay, oh, we'll he ruled on it. Well, now yeah. he can stop me from doing it. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Any he, of this sound familiar? He gambled away his grandfather's inheritance. Oh, this is my personal favorite. <clears throat> I mean, gambling away. I mean, gambling. We've talked as Masons. We've told the state the hell away from it. Yeah, Because it's considered yeah. ungentlemanly. And it's, I mean. It's just like any other vice. It's an addiction. Yeah. Yep. And we're told to, as Masons, we're not allowed to gamble in Masonic lodges or hold gambling yeah. events for the most so part. do your passions. Yeah. Most uh, grand, uh, most grand jurisdictions are not yeah. fans of anybody, right. any kind of like charitable thing that involves gambling. Right. Masonic lodges. Uh, he let the White House get trashed after his inauguration. Let it happen? <laughs> when, when Jackson was inaugurated. 
When Jackson was inaugurated in 1829, massive crowds came to see the populist president. At the mm. time, the White House was open on Inauguration Day, and the first to arrive were Jackson's closest supporters. Now, understand that this is much different than today's day and age. Back yeah. then, the White House, it was anybody. It was the people's house. Anybody can go there and just waltz in yep. and visit the White House. There was no tour passes. There was no yeah. big fences. Now, there was... Not a lot so of security. Wide open. Yeah. There was no security, pretty yeah. much. And then again, I don't think Jackson particularly needed that security. No, but... He had his walking cane <laughs> and his dueling pistol. He was. <laughs> but I mean, anybody can go there. Just walk into the Capitol, or excuse me, I walk into. Well, I'm sure I imagine the Capitol too. But there was no security back then. There was no worry about people doing crazy shit. Um, but uh, most of whom were seeking an audience with the president to discuss the government's position. They all were all promised. Then came everyone else, thousands of supporters who, quote, drank heavily, destroyed furniture in China, mm. and even ground cheese into the carpets with their boots on the White House carpet. Wow. One society woman at the time wrote, quote, but what a scene did we witness? The majesty of the people had disappeared, and a rabble, a mob of boys, uh, black people, women, Children, scrambling, fighting, romping. What a pity. What a pity. Mm. Jackson escaped out of the back window. So he basically threw a, a nasty kegger. <laughs> he threw a kegger at he the White House. And he was like, bye. <laughs> well, it says right here that he actually had barrels of, of whiskey put on uh, the, the front lawn so that he could escape out the back window. So he was having alcohol brought in, put on the front lawn, so he can get the hell out the back. That's wow. how rowdy this party got. Uh, Jackson escaped out the back window, leaving the White House to the raunchous crowd. Uh, he eventually used... Uh, raucous? Raucous cloud, raucous crowd, thank you. He eventually used the event as an opportunity to get $50,000 from Congress to redecorate the White House. Oh, and so it was like a means to an end. It was like his wow, long, clever. Uh, you guys don't want to approve me to redecorate the White House? How about I just throw a kegger, <laughs> destroy all the carpets in the China? How about that? Holy shit! Uh, let's go uh, real quick, Ken. What, what do you want? What do you got to say about this? Because I'm going to look up some famous quotes of Andrew Jackson. Um, I want to hear some of the shit that he had to that's, say. That's all I've got to say about Andrew Jackson. He's definitely. I mean, he is. Um, I, I don't want to say he's revered, but he is one of the famous Freemasons that you'll see cited by all of these websites and you know by pamphlets on the subject. Um, he's not a very nice man. He definitely does not. Um, absolutely does not meet the um, requirements of Freemasonry and he's not aligned with the tenets of Freemasonry. His <laughs> behavior, the fact that he is temporary and he never subdued mm -hmm. his passions. That was like not what he was about, even though he was a master Mason and a past grandmaster and president of the United States. I, I, you would think he would <laughs> eventually learn to like, you know, chill out, but mm -hmm. he did not. You know, so, I think this, us. excuse me, sorry, I'm, <clears throat> my throat is like, um, I don't have COVID. because you're drinking all um, that. Yeah, it's probably because I'm drinking Nasty. energizing black cherry. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have to say that I think personally, Jackson is an interesting character because he has, he, he's our true rough, rough and smooth ash Lars. 
100%. You're definitely the rough one. Because, right, well, you'd think here, but this is some quotes. And again, I'm not justifying any of the terrible actions he did. Mm -hmm. I'm just showing that this guy did, I think, have a good side. Uh, Didn't show as much as the bad side. Yeah, I was going to say. But here's a quote that he was quoted saying, the Bible is the rock on which the republic rests. So he was a man of faith. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Yep. Uh, Which was also disconcerting considering his attitude. Yeah. There are no necessary evils in government. Its evils exist only in its abuses. Okay. Uh, Take time to deliberate, but when the time for action arrives, stop thinking and go on. Um, No one need think that the world can be ruled without blood. No one need to think that the world can be ruled without blood. The civil sword shall... Uh, shall and must be red and bloody jesus um, yeah that's not really helping uh, his case there george no 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 i'm just reading quotes i'm just no, going down no. indiscriminately reading All right. uh americans americans are not a perfect people but we are called to a perfect mission beautiful okay. quote yeah that's a good quote um to the victors go the spoils that's him mm. uh heaven will be no heaven to me if i do not meet my wife there Oh, that's beautiful that is beautiful he was actually madly in love with his wife yeah um well he stole her away from that other dude and then shot him so <laughs> must have had some sort of feeling for her oh shit <laughs> true point um uh good old andrew uh the people are the government administering it by their agents they are the government the sovereign power. That's beautiful. Hmm. Um, I have always been afraid of banks. <laughs> Me afraid. too. Andrew Jackson was afraid of something. Banks, yeah. Hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, he's. I don't know. He's got some. He's got some. Uh, some good quotes and some holy shit. I would not piss this guy off. Quotes. Yeah. Uh. I, I, I and again, I'm not making excuses for it. His actions to me were. Um, I think he lived a very rough life right from the jump. I mean, he was a little kid. His mother and brothers were killed during the the American Civil War or the American uh, Revolutionary War. He was taken prisoner by the British. Mm-hmm. Um, he was slashed with a sword. Um, he didn't have an easy start, and I really believe it just. Uh, and again, I'm not excusing any actions yeah. uh, whatsoever, but I do believe that there are things that people endure in their life that fundamentally change them mentally. Yeah. Um, and I think that losing his mother and his brothers, and they didn't even mention his father, so I don't even know if the father was in the picture, yeah. uh, but getting your ass slashed by a British officer who's treated you like shit, not having anybody in your life, it fundamentally changes you and it makes you tough. Yeah. It gives you that edge. Um Again, please, I'm not making any excuses for this man, but I mean, perfect example is my mother died when I was 15. She died of cancer. And from that day, I can go to multiple funerals and I feel nothing. It's changing because, you know, you have something traumatic happen in your life and it just makes you cold and inanimate to certain things. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of what got his start. Um, I think that his wife was the only shining light in his life. Yeah, and when she died, he went 
fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. It started because she died in his first term as president, from what I'm reading. Yeah, um, right. And he blamed the people who were basically heckling her for dying, you know, saying that she was a cheater and a whatever the hell the case may be. Oh, yeah, all the campaign. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the smear campaign. Slain, yeah. I think it got to her. And um, she died. He blamed those people who, who did that to her. And he just went on the offensive, man. And <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, the only redeeming thing I can think of that he did politically was, you know, break up the U.S. National Bank. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that would have ever, you know, been a good idea right. throughout the course of history from that point forward. I don't think it would have benefited the country at all. But I can't really think of too much else that he did. Well, one of the other things. Like, wow. One of the other things he did was he was he was very much he hated the government, the people in government. He uh, he hated the established elite class, and he actually he actually called them elite class. Oh yeah, he didn't like he hated corruption. That. Yeah, he didn't like corruption. He didn't like the the dirty dealers that went into Congress. He was a president of the people, and unfortunately, he just was not presidential. <laughs> no, I mean, if you become the, if I become the president, the last thing to do is throw a ripper at my freaking <laughs> freaking White House, yeah. where you got kegs of booze in the front lawn and letting people you know smear cheese into the carpets and shit. Yeah. I mean, one can surmise that, yeah, maybe it was done with intent. Like, let's throw a ripper in the Capitol because, you know what? I want 50, or excuse me, in the Capitol, in the White House because, yeah, I want $50,000 to redecorate it because he didn't like the way it yeah. looked. Yeah. I, so possibly. I don't destroy really know. Instead. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to kind of, uh, uh, you got. You, maybe after you become president, stop shooting people, too. <laughs> Like that's fair enough. You know, just for any of you young ones that may want to grow up to be president of the United States someday. So well, how about grandmaster? I mean, he's a grandmaster. Yeah, or grandmaster. Depends on what your aspirations are. But either way, you could benefit from not shooting people. Whatever you choose to do in your life. But anyway, I think we've uh, covered. I, you know, what I was thinking, what I want to do is I want to cover some Masonic presidents, uh, just more detail, like Gerald Ford. Yeah, Nobody so really can, knows. So we can him. feel better about Masonic. Yeah, presidents <laughs> talking about Andrew Jackson for an hour. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've alluded to him and all the bad shit that he's did, but we've yeah. never actually got into detail about some of the That's true. real horrific shit that. And he we did. had some really cool Masonic presidents too that did some really yeah. awesome things, mm-hmm. and there are some really good stories there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I mean, yes, Andrew Jackson is bad, but I mean, you could even take it to uh, Harry S. Truman. He dropped mm-hmm. two atomic bombs on two cities yeah, and killed countless people. True, he was a Mason too, yeah. and he—I think that's a little bit worse than what Jackson did. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, you can make an argument for that too. Okay, but no. you could also make an argument that he saved you know countless American soldiers too. No, yeah, you know, he stopped the war. And it's trash, he stopped the war but, dead. So yeah, I a, mean, that's a debate for another time. Yeah, I'd love to cover all of those presidents, too. And we've already covered George Washington. Yep. Pretty much we beat him to death. Not like Jackson did, but no. we've informational wise. Not like with a cane. Not like with a cane. Yeah. Um, but I think we've covered him. Um, yeah, Roosevelt. I mean, there's a whole bunch of. It's a bunch of presidents I'd like to slowly yeah. pick apart and, and do. You know, give them a bio, Masonic bio, things that they did that we can throw up and debate whether or not it was Masonic or unmasonic or whatever. Okay. I mean, you can even take Franklin Delano Roosevelt putting Japanese in internment camps. Yeah. He was a Mason, too. So my point, I guess, is that all Masons got a couple demons in their closet. Yeah. So no man is perfect. We're right. all trying to become perfect, but y'all need Jesus. That way. Yeah. Y'all sometimes <laughs> you need Jesus. Some of y'all. Yeah. 
And then if you're Joe, you're just done. There's nothing. There's no help for you. <laughs> He's redeemed himself. He's, you know, trying to get back into good graces. The man upstairs. That's why he goes to his retreats and stuff. Despite his skin, you know, handicap there. I think it's hair handicap. You got the skin handicap. Anyway, uh, what do you think? I think we put a fork in this one, right? Yeah. All right. I'm good. For the Freemasons podcast, I am right Worship Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worship Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Be excellent to one another. Never. Come on. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed. Catch you later. Stay away from the cheese in the carpet. Yeah. Thank you, brothers and friends. Yeah, cheese in the carpet is never a good idea. And don't shoot your buddies. So yeah. Cheese in the carpet.